Hello. Uh, check one. Check two. Are we recording? 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 Okay, Deaf Perspective listeners. Deafers, we back up in here. Just like you knew we would. If you thought we was finished, you're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. Nah. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. I hate to disappoint you every week. Absolutely cannot do it. Yeah. Um, it's an addiction. I'm, I'm addicted to podcasting. <laughs> is there a support group that I could join? The first step to admitting that there's a problem is that admitting that there's a problem. Right. Yep. No, I get whatever, that. Whatever the fuck that quote is. I think there's a support right. group. I think there's a support group I can go to, but I think Joe Rogan heads it, and I don't know if I want to go there. Nah, I don't nah. want to do that. <laughs> nah, fuck him. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go to a group where he's involved. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, like, I remember when, like, you know, people got mad at him a few months ago, and they're like, "Oh man, like, Joe Rogan said nigger." I'm like, "Nigga, I knew that." Like, Joe Rogan been 10, saying it ten years ago when I saw him say it on like a on like one of his stand up specials. He been saying nigga, that's not nigga. news to me. He been saying nigga, nigga. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He been saying nigga, nigga. <laughs> Yo, so welcome to season two, episode 11, one, one, mm-hmm. one, 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 one. I'm your host, Joey Dula. Here's my co-host, Jaffa Green. Yo, what up? You're, and last but not least, Izzy the Lion. What's going on, yo? yo what up, what up, what up? What up, what up? It's hot as shit in Tucson right now. Yeah, man. It's I hell, out there. my guy. Yeah. It's a, it's a good, let me, let me double check so I can get this accurate for y'all. Right now at ten sixteen in the morning, mm-hmm. it is ninety four degrees. God boy. damn, damn, nigga, the sun ain't even all the way out. He ain't made a full clean, so he like, yeah, let's turn it up. If, man, if I was you, I would not leave the swimming pool. Nah, nah, I don't. I um, <laughs> nah. H- hold on, hold on one second. My neighbor's pulling off. Mm-hmm. I'm finna pull up on your neighbors if they keep pulling off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, man, I, I wanted to talk to y'all about the uh, the lake adventure I had yesterday. I, I took my kids to this huge, huge lake, Lake Pleasant up in look Arizona. At him, look at him jumping the gun. Izzy, and, um, what's good? Ain't shit good, bro. Ain't shit good, oh, bro. Because no. ain't shit good. I want I want to tell y'all about you know taking my family to this beautiful lake and all this shit. But the same day, bro, the same day, a white supremacist, a Nazi gunman. Oh. Shot and killed ten people, bro. It ain't it ain't shit good. I can't even enjoy I can't enjoy living my life. I can't enjoy being happy with so much bullshit, so yeah. much nonsense. Hey, and not going on. Not 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 trying to nullify the importance of this story in the least, but um something that I've been trying to practice is when I am being social or when I'm having like some, some really like peaceful time. Just mm-hmm. disconnecting, man. Just turn the fucking phone off. Just yeah. don't even don't even bother with it. You know what I mean? Because there's so much you wicked shit. Now. Yeah, there's so much wicked shit happening in the world. It makes it hard for you to enjoy anything. Mm-hmm. Right, you know? right. It 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 don't stop. It yeah. don't stop. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna get into that story here yeah. in a minute. Yeah. Um, did you did you at least enjoy yourself, Izzy? Did you try? I mean, what? I I I enjoyed myself. I um the kids enjoyed it. So we uh we we drove up about three hours past. 
uh, Phoenix, northwest of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful, beautiful lake. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's boats, jet skis out there. I was gonna rent a jet ski and take the boys on, but I was like, nah, let me let me hold on, wait till next time before I destroy my finances. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I feel you. Yeah, it it was beautiful though, man. So for it to be so hot, you know, we definitely hopped off in that lake and uh and, and cooled. It was dope, man. Just being surrounded by mountains and all this beautiful clear blue water in the middle of a, of a desert. It was a literal oasis. So it was dope. So you didn't, I mean, while, while your kids was playing, you didn't stop them and be like, hey, hey, uh, kids, I'm going to let you finish, but uh, I just wanted to let you know, a white supremacist killed 10 people. You didn't do that, did you? You, you know, I, you kept I when yourself. I was down at the lake, like I said, we three, hour, we three hours away, so we enjoyed our day. We drove back. As soon as I got in the house, bro, oh. I turned on YouTube to crank oh. up some music. It's all over the news on YouTube, and I'm like, man, what the fuck? Yeah, I can't even I can't even enjoy it from here on. I got to send the kids to bed and talk to my wife about the the state of the world. Yeah, I had the first uh, like full Saturday off in long Mm -hmm. in in fucking forever. So we, my wife and I, we got together with some friends. We like grilled out. Mm -hmm. I like you know made some carne asada, some chicken. We made tacos. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, but like same thing, bro. Like. You know, we're doing all this, so, and we're, like, having fun, and then I hear about this shit. So you both of y'all jump in the gun. Jaffa, what's good? Ain't nothing good. It ain't nothing good. None good, but, like, well, we'll go back and, uh, we'll go back and start with the start of my week, um, which was Mother's Day. Like, I got to, you know, kick it with my mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, and have brunch with them, which was nice, always good. Nice. Yeah. Um... And then actually, my wife's best friend, she works for Golden Voice. So we get, you know, hooked up on shows every so often. And she asked me if she, she, she asked me if I wanted to go see Paul McCartney with her. And I was like, Hell yeah. oh, fuck yes. Oh, um, Once in a lifetime opportunity, right? Yeah, there. yeah. So, you know, I mean, this is my. That was my third time seeing Paul, and you know, every time it's. Yeah. it's, it's, it's oh, you saw Paul good. McCartney three times. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I, saw I, him, I saw him in Atlanta back in '05. Mm-hmm. I saw him uh, at Candlestick when he played like the last show. Oh, at you Candlestick told me about that. You right told before me about they that. tore that shit down. Right. And then yeah, then I just saw him uh, last week here, and it's like it's you know it's it's so fun to see because you know it's like I like I grew up listening to the Beatles. Yeah. And that music's always been like a part of my life. And so, you know, even though like, you know, Paul's voice sounds a little older. Right. But he still has a lot of energy, like like physically, he looks great. I mean he played for three hours. Damn. You know, like Damn. solo shit, Beatles shit. Uh he did this thing where uh <clears throat> he played I've got a feeling and you know how that song has that, you know, John verse, right? Mm-hmm. So they did this mm-hmm. thing where hologram John, not hologram. Oh, John. I was not, about to they say. didn't go that bad, <laughs> thankfully. Not hologram John, but what they did was they took uh, the video of John singing it at the rooftop concert. Oh hell yeah! Uh, and had the and and had the audio from it. Oh, that's dope. so. It's like he was like playing with the band it's while he there, was, huh? you know, and they like took mm-hmm. it from that new uh, like get back. A documentary movie that Paul Jackson, not Paul Jackson, Peter Jackson did, uh-huh. uh, where it was basically like he took that footage that they made when they were making Let It Be, yeah, and they made this like eight-hour documentary movie right, that's on like right. Disney Plus. So that was cool. Um, 
Have you seen Have you seen the film where uh, everybody forgets the Beatles and the one cat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Like that. Like that like, was a good movie. Yeah, he's like the only dude that remembers. Yeah. Right. 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 Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, but um. So then, like, that was cool. And then, like, my wife was out of town. She had like a work retreat. So I actually had uh, actually only worked uh, one night this week, mm-hmm. but it was good. I got a chance to kind of like rest up. Plus, like. You know, she was gone, so I needed to, like, watch the dogs, so that was cool. I just got to, like, hang with them, watch some movies. Did you have a key party? Huh? Did you have a key party? A key party? Yeah. No. Oh. What's a key party? <laughs> or maybe we should talk about that off. I, <laughs> I digress. No, no, no. No, no. Like, no, like, no key party. Sorry. I think I have an idea what it is, but 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 no. anyway. Anyway, but, uh, he so, said tea party. He said tea, tea party. party. Yeah. Whatever, yeah, whatever y'all heard is fun. Yeah. Right, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, man. But, you know, I, I just got to you know do some much needed chilling and re- relaxing, and you know getting to know our new dog. She's. So she's a sweet little girl, but she's a spaz, man. She's got a lot of energy. Yeah, a, a, still a puppy though. No, she's ten years old. Oh, that's right. You said that. You yeah, said that. My bad. But she's man, she's running around, and you know. I got a terrible memory, y'all. Just, just letting y'all know, my memory <laughs> is terrible. I think I try to commit too much to memory. That's yeah. my issue, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, man. Just like doing that, and then like like I said before, man. Like we got a chance to like you know grill out with some friends, and I I, I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. I mean, it was cool because. You know, a couple of them were like, "Man, like we don't see you anymore, just because I'm like so busy working yeah. and just grinding." Out Life there. be getting in the way, don't it? For real. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. So, so that's good. But before you jump the gun, Joey, oh yeah, what's good? See, y'all want to let me just say what's good before y'all ask? <laughs> All right, that's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling left mm-hmm. out. So what's good, man? I'm in the new digs, Jaffa. As you can see, we are in the new digs currently. We are recording right now in, in the my new Death Perspective podcast studio. Yep, yep, yep. DPMG Studios. New right headquarters. Here. Yep, yep. This is where we're doing things. This is where we're doing things. My cats had a bit of a hard time adjusting. Oh, no. I was just about to ask that. Yep, yep. So I got a, I got this big four-seater leather couch, and there's a, underneath, there's like a lining underneath the couch. It's got a hole in it. Mm-hmm. My cat Anubis was in that damn, underneath the couch, in that liner for like four days. What? Yeah, the only way to coax her out was oh. like to poke the bottom, and then she'd come out, and she'd hiss at everybody and scratch. I got scratch. Look at the scratch here. I got one here on my hand. Damn. I got yeah. one here. I got one here on the back. It's healing up pretty good right now. But this is just giving but, her treats. But trying like, to Yeah, like she ain't having it. Oh, boy. She was having a hard time. Bagheera, on the other hand, she she's she's cool. She's king of the house right now. She's oh, okay. everywhere. Right? She's exploring. Um, yeah, man. But I had a good week just trying to get my space, make my space my own, get everything mm-hmm. organized. I got all my artwork hung in the room. Yeah. I got my lights where they where they need to be. All my clothes, everything is put up. I'm yet to still clean the old place, but that'll happen this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I had a fantastic Mother's Day, but I'm kind of upset to be honest with you. What's up? I mean, because all throughout the year, mm-hmm. people call me a mother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And ain't nobody <laughs> tell me Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> ain't nobody tell me Happy Mother's Day. You know, but hey, it is what it yeah. is. Well, happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> this motherfucker. All right, so we're going to dive real quick into some current events. Uh, the one that's on the forefront right yeah. now that we're all upset about is this mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. Jaffa. I'm fucking pissed. Yep, talk about I, it, bro. I, I'll just be real with you. I'm 
fucking pissed off right now. Don't tell us about it, man. So, uh, most of you have probably already heard by the you know by the, by the time this episode is going to come out. Um, but uh, ten dead in mass shooting at supermarket. Um, this happened in Buffalo, New York. A teenage gunman wearing military gear and live streaming with a helmet camera opened fire with a rifle at a Buffalo, New York supermarket in what authorities described as a racially motivated violent extremism. This motherfucker was live streaming? Live streaming while he was doing On the show. Twitch. Jesus Christ. Police officials said the 18-year-old gunman who was white was wearing body armor and military-style clothing when he pulled up and opened fire at people at a Topps Friendly Market. The shooting streamed via a camera affixed to the man's helmet. Here's a quote from the police commissioner. He exited his vehicle. He was heavily armed. He had tactical gear. He had a tactical helmet on. He had a camera that he was live streaming what he was doing. And then he said that the gunman initially shot four people outside the store, three fatally. Inside the store, a security guard, who was a retired Buffalo police officer, fired multiple shots at the gunman and struck him, but the bullet hit the gunman's bulletproof vest and had no effect. This cat had a flat jacket on, too. Yeah, no, he had full, yeah, he had full body armor. And then he said that the gunman eventually killed the security guard. And I also started reading up about the security guard. Streaming on Twitch. Streaming on Twitch. Ain't that like a ain't that like a video game uh, streaming? What that? Yeah, what it's intended to be? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, yep. now, but you can do on. anything on Twitch, right? No, I know that. Basically, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that. now, uh, okay. So I just okay. So I just pulled this up. So the security guard, his name was uh, Aaron Salter. He was a black man, so, uh, a, re- a retired police officer, and he was doing security at the, the grocery store yesterday before he was shot and killed by the white supremacist. People, um, sorry. Aaron bravely confronted and shot the shooter multiple times, but the shooter had on full body armor. The shooter then returned fire and killed Aaron. Aaron Salter was beloved by customers and the community, and he was really a bridge for people who didn't trust the Buffalo police because of their frequent brutality. He had worked at the grocery store for the past four years after working for the Buffalo Police Department for 30 years straight out of high school. He was a father of three. Aaron's late mother actually worked for the same grocery store chain herself for nearly a generation. And so then even going back to uh, the original article, police said 11 of the victims were black and two were white. I think there was 10 that was 10 died and then one was, you know, injured. Mm. Um, I thought, I, I think it's 10, I think it's 10 to 2 10 injured dead. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the supermarket is in a pre- predominantly black neighborhood, a few miles north of yeah. downtown Buffalo. Oh, that was no accident. No, yeah, that, no that, accident. That, that wasn't randomly chosen or something. No. So what's his, what, no, we, he, what do we know about this kid's drove, background? He he drove three hours from his home, from his community, from his white oh. ass community to downtown oh. Buffalo. So no, to cause he, terror, he to cause terror in a, in a yeah. neighborhood of color. Yeah. He said, he said he he put a manifesto out, and in his manifesto he says he wanted to go to the place with the highest black population near his home. Yeah. So yeah, he 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 meant to do this. Yeah. Specifically oh. at us. Yeah, and not only that too. I have another article. The 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 first one and this one is from uh, News, huh? from a uh, Associated Press. Okay. Um, the 18-year-old gunman who authorities say killed 10 people at a Buffalo supermarket 
had previously threatened the shooting at his high school and was sent mm-hmm. for mental health treatment. Mm-hmm. So how did... Oh, man. Yeah. Damn. And so, and I'm just going to go ahead out and say it because I'm fucking sick and tired of white terrorists going around killing people and basically leaving unscathed. If, if they don't shoot themselves, but if they get arrested, they're taken peacefully and calmly and without incident. And, you know, all of us know about that time with Dylan Roof where he got, you know, Burger King right. bought for him. Whereas, right. obviously, black men, black women, when they have deals with the police, it's fatal. They die. Yeah. And they die for doing what? They die living. for living. <laughs> yeah. Either, you know, selling loose cigarettes. Driving while black. Driving while black. Right. You know. Asking the police to asking to not be killed. They yeah. die by from Hands asking up, to not be don't killed. Don't shoot. Saying don't shoot. Absolutely. And you know, I I I made a post um recently that um I, yeah, I probably remember it was a Black Lives Matter protest or anti uh, police brutality protest and um there was some uh some older gentleman uh senior citizen it looked like on video and you just see like you know the stormtroopers and full riot gear coming through and the old white guys like please stop and he steps in front of the way of one of the cops and he pushes him down yeah and he starts leaking from his head yeah you that's know, a, he just yeah, starts that was during the george blood. floyd that yeah. was Mm-hmm. That was in Buffalo, bro. Yeah. That was in the same place. So you got one guy who's protesting police brutality. You get the shit knocked out of him and you're leaking on the ground. And then here we have a white a white supremacist mm-hmm. who's out shooting black people and they're able to they're somehow able to take this man calmly and peacefully. Um it's a weird, weird juxtaposition. Yeah. But but with with that though, I am glad that they got this nigga so that we can do we can do what we need to. to yeah, but what do y'all think is going to happen? How old is he? 18. He's, he's 18. Okay, so he's an adult. He'll be tried as an adult. Yeah, he'll be tried as yeah. an adult. Um, But, I mean, like, let's be real, though. Like, what justice is he going to get? You know, how much time do you think he's going to serve? Well, no matter, no matter what happens, no punishment is going to bring back those that lost their lives. In Absolutely. Right. Um, right. And I will say that... uh that that is one of the craziest things I think about America to me is we're so quick to call people defending their homeland overseas that we're at war with so quick to call them terrorists mm-hmm. and then so fast to call white supremacist shooters troubled youth yeah oh they have mental issues right. or mental health issues which obviously we all know is a legitimate thing we're not belittling that or making light of that at all well, on one hand you have a group of people where their safety and their homes are actually threatened abroad. Yeah. Right? By an actual occupying force right. that is coming into their home. Mm-hmm. And we're calling them terrorists. Them terrorists. Then you have another group of people that have all the privilege in the entire world, right? Mm-hmm. That have this manufactured danger right that's created by mainstream media and the alt right and the mm. super far right absolutely right? that oh they're the most oppressed yeah right absolutely and, and 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 in his manifesto that's one thing he talked about the uh the white replacement theory 
that, you know, uh, so with so many black people being born, so many Hispanic people being born, eventually, you know, and, and of course, interracial dating and marriages, yeah. eventually white people are going to be a minority and phased out, especially here. In the Jews will not replace us. That's Jews right. will not replace us. So here's, here's my question right here. I mean, ain't everybody going to be replaced? Ain't nobody living forever, motherfucker. No. What the no. hell? You know, we only have a short amount of time on this earth. And honestly, this just boils down to the fact that, like, you know what I want for black people if they have interactions with the, you know, if they have interactions with law enforcement and the and the police, I want them to be treated as well as a white terrorist is. Yeah, like mm, real talk. Something, yeah. That's that's heavy. That's yeah. that's a heavy thought. Yeah, and that's shit. I mean, that's pretty much. I could go on, and I want to. But ultimately, that sums it up. It's yeah. just like, yo, I want, like, you either gotta do one or the other. You either gotta like shoot all these motherfuckers on sight, or do your fucking job and you know, right? Talk actually, them down, like, you know, negotiate and yeah, actually like adhere to the policy that you've been trained to do. Just treat them right. all the same. I yeah, understand. do That's one true. or the other. Yeah. Nah, dude, they scared of us, man. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And you know, it's just like, like, again, I keep saying it. It's just, it's that old narrative that we are animals, we're savages, we're to be feared. So it's justified if we get shot in the street just on sight like a fucking dog because that's what we are. But you have, you know, but you have these people that are that have been brainwashed and brain fucked you know by this yeah. evil and they just get like motivated to go out and like do this evil and then they're just right. like handled with kid gloves they're just and that's, a, uh... and that's another thing he he talked about how much he was inspired um by people like dylan roof mm-hmm. brent and tarrant he's all over 4chan he's all over reddit with all this crazy shit he's putting everything he's going to do online, his plans. And um, I th- for anybody out there listening, watch. The, if you're on the internet, if you really know what's going on, watch the commentators in the next coming weeks. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and not just the big commentators like Ben Shapiro, you know, the, the obvious ones, Ben Shapiro and, um, you know, and, and, and these guys. But pay, pay attention to, and, and any of your friends and family, Pay attention to the conversations that are going down, revolving around this. Find out who's really who, and um, because the 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 influence of white supremacy, man, is everywhere. Absolutely but on the internet, disturbing. That shit is potent, bro. That yeah. shit is everywhere. Well, it's American. Yeah. So American. You know, I I was I, I was having a pretty heated discussion online with a with a dude that I knew in my childhood, and he's pretty far right wing he's a libertarian which i consider right wing yeah that's yeah it's (laughs) in some ways it's worse it's like yeah but he had a he had a very good point and this is something that he said that really stuck with me he said the left has fooled you into believing that you can appeal to the humanity of the opposite side the left had the left has fooled you into thinking that you don't need guns Mm. Mm. I mean, he's not wrong in a way because a lot, because a lot of times, 
you know, we want to appeal to people's humanity because we've been told that's the best way to go about it's a better it. way. But we want peace. Like, we want peace. Yeah, it's you know, it's like, yeah, we want to go about it like Dr. King said. But yo, right. there might just be sometimes we need to do it like Malcolm. But you can't you can't negotiate with a rabid animal. Exactly. Yeah. When you have an animal that, that is out for blood. Then they want you sometimes right. you gotta that, put them down. Wants me to die. You know, it's just I like, can't negotiate with you. Yeah. You gotta put them down. And I'm just like, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not like advocating death. I'm not saying just go out and just like kill somebody, but to me no, no. when you do something that evil, you're already fucking lost and gone as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's like, like I don't know, like, like, what do you like? You think you're gonna try to like appeal to this person's like no sensibility and humanity? <laughs> he already killed ten fucking people. Yeah, and this is why this right. is why I'm so far left, y'all. It's like this is why I'm so right. And far I was left. I was thinking that with when your homeboy said that. Yeah, Democrats feel that way. Liberals feel that way mm -hmm. that we can vote oppression away and vote white supremacy away and do this through policies, but move on a little bit further left. Yeah. And, left, uh, left of progressive. Left, left, left. Left of like, progressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Left, left, yeah, left. They're like, yeah, we going. still have guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we ain't none you know, of that. You take so. enough lefts, you right back where you started. Right, exactly. <laughs> 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 right. I, I want to say another thing, man. Um, The the idea, and in, in, in I'm sure y'all have heard rumors of the so-called race war. People have been talking about it for decades. Mm -hmm. And, um... The speech about it, you know what I'm saying? The the theories about it are growing and more and more people are talking about it. And um I hate to say it, man, but this shit is this shit is a this shit is a war. It's yeah. looking like a war. It's growing into a war. And um every my my people out there, be armed, protect yourself, have situation Absolutely. awareness, like Absolutely. But even even then uh, even then that's not enough. Even then, that's not enough, you know. Um, your boy, uh, your boy, Christian Ortiz. Mm -hmm. I think he, um, I think he recently um, posted something where he said, uh, "What up, Christian? Big up to Christian." Right, right. Big up to him, man. But he was, uh, he, he made a post about assault rifles and, um, you know, gun restrictions and shit, man. The fact, even even me as a person who loves guns as much as I do. Fact of the matter is, there, there was a person. The, the good guy with the gun theory was in play here. Mm -hmm. There was a good guy inside with the gun, the security guard. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, dude. Yeah. I mean, what we gonna arm everybody in the store? That's really. I mean, it's either that or no or no arms at all. Yeah, we can't. That's do really that. what. That's really we what we're coming. We can't do that. No arms at all, man. I don't. I think we're too far gone, man. I don't. I don't think exactly. it's. It's not. It's not possible. We're, we're, we've reached it's a point of critical mass with yeah. with firearms. Yeah, I mean, ideally, <laughs> ideally, I would want it to be that way. I mean, that like we see in other countries where they don't have guns or they're Bruh. very limited. You see but what happened? That's a whole other like that. That's a whole other issue because those countries are smaller countries. You see what happened during the Reconstruction era. Mm -hmm. Right, when the Union soldiers in the South were disarmed, yeah, and they moved out of the South, you saw what happened. Mm -hmm. You had massacres galore, right? Absolutely, all right. the way across the South. Yeah, black politicians being murdered, voters being murdered, entire towns mm -hmm. being destroyed. Right? Yeah, no, nah, um, giving up the guns. And, I don't think and, that's, and, it's not an option. And that's and that's and you you absolutely right. Yeah, giving up the guns is not the answer. And that's one thing that 
white supremacists, Nazis, the far right knows, they know how well armed they are. They know that there is a democratic and a liberal ideology about not having guns, about being unarmed. So you're an easy target. Mm-hmm. This 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 cracker that went out and did this, he knew that probably most everybody around is going to be unarmed, so I can get I can get plenty before it's time to go. And he planned on killing himself when they when they negotiated him down and talked him down. He actually put the gun to his head. I think the article said his neck, but yeah. he was like, "Yeah, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it." And they, you know, talking down however they did. But, I um, think they should have just had like a sniper. Just I'd have been out. like, "Do it, mother." Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just saying, it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, Jaffa shot the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm personally interested in, you know, why, why, why? Talk to me. Tell me your ideas. Tell me who you've been listening to. Tell me what you've seen on Fortune. Let me read your manifesto. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I watched the video. I got I got on tour and found the video, oh, bro. Man, I, I had to. I can't. Yeah. I, I had to. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a it's a war out here, y'all. And yeah. like looking away is not good enough anymore. Like like shit shit has definitely got to be different now. And um as a as a group of people black people we are heavily unarmed we're largely unarmed a lot of our youth are armed but shit we just blasting ourselves yeah you know i'm not so sure about that one though bro um because it's i'm under the belief that there's a lot of firearms out there that aren't on record yeah yeah, (laughs) absolutely yeah absolutely it's a lot of them out there that you know yeah. Anyway, and to like, I'll be honest yeah, yeah, with you, man. Yeah, yeah. I, are we talking too much? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not a gun person. I've never like owned a gun. I've never had the need to have one yet. I but I mm. fired guns off. But like, I'm not a gun person. But also too, what pisses me off and kind of how I've been thinking lately. It's like, okay, well, we have this one side that's super heavily armed. And is fucking ready to like throw down and just like they just need just uh, you know they just need a couple of like dog whistles and they're ready to like throw down on this like race war shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a part of the population, however large or small. I don't know. That is you know, fucking ready for a race war. Fucking racist. Fucking you know, right wing extreme. All this shit. Then we have the rest of us that live in regular society and live in reality. You know, those of us that, you know, the rest of us that are normal, that love everybody. How are we going to be? Is it going to be a thing where, like, this other side gets so large and gets so strong that it's like, okay, well, we got to do something to kill this shit. How can we do it? I would love to say it would be, like, peace and love, you know, but, like I said before, I hate hippies, so, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, and even though there's a part of me that wants to be peace and love, it's like, there just comes a time where, like, that just doesn't work. And yeah. how are we going to be prepared to deal with that shit when it comes? Well, I'm going to tell, like, yeah. tell, tell you like the Beatles said, right? For everything, 
turn, turn. There's a time for everything. Right? That was the birds, but yeah. Was that the birds? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got it fucked up. That wasn't the Beatles? No. <laughs> oh, my bad. That's so good. Anyhow, no, it but is. so even, 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 even scripture says, you know, I'm not, I'm not. Which was from, yeah, that's from right. Uh, Ecclesiastes. Right. There's hey. a time for everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a time yeah. to kill. You know. Um, Absolutely. So there's a time for peace. It's all, it's also yeah. a time to take action. Yeah. DJ DJ Roomba is yeah. in here. Uh, speaking of time uh, to DJ kill, Roomba. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of a time to kill. Mm-hmm. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. For <laughs> real. I hope yeah. they burn in hell. Yeah. So 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 one more thing. Yeah. To, to go ahead and, and keep radicalizing y'all and get y'all blood boiling. Mm. Um, Wendy Rogers. Wendy Rogers is an Arizona senator. Mm-hmm. She says that uh, she, ma- she made a tweet just a couple hours ago, and she said, Pad Boy Summer has already started in Buffalo. She said what? Fed, F-E-D, like federales. Fat Boy Summer has started in Buffalo. What's that mean by that? Right, right, right. So obviously, again, to the listener, that's 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 one of our references. Hot Girl Summer, Hot Boy Summer, now it's Fat Boy Summer. She's implying that this is a federal co-op. This is a false flag operation. Man, get the fuck out of here. There really was no white supremacist who shot up black people because America's not racist anymore. Because that just doesn't exist here. This is my senator, bro. This is my fucking senator here in Arizona. Well, shit. You cannot vote this out. You cannot vote this out. Not Denzel cannot vote enough to, to tell these crackers, yo, y'all are fucking racist, y'all are fucking bigots. No, bro, not, voting voting cannot fix this. It, it's it's shit's boiling over. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Shit boiling. Anything else you want to talk about? Hit me up on the signal app. But all all I can say is shit's boiling over. Well, all right. Do we have anything else to add on this one here, Jaffa? Yeah, so we're gonna. No, we're gonna, I mean we're gonna move on. Yeah, I mean other than, you know, my heart goes out to like the families of the victims. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. So yeah, there'll probably be uh, and, probably be more to the story as the weeks drag on, and if need be, we will revisit it. Yeah. Um, I've got a story for y'all this week. If you're ready for it. Yeah, hit me up. So I first got wind of this story from the New York Times. Um, Captain Kevin Larson, an Air Force officer and drone operator, was facing a court-martial on January 17th on drug charges. Right. Mm. So Captain Larson was caught with narcotics and was facing possession, use, and distribution charges. I haven't really dived too deep into the charges, but I'm inclined to believe that, because I know out here on the streets, if you have narcotics in more than one bag, mm-hmm. it's intent to distribute, right? Yeah. Mm. Or if you have over a certain amount, right. it's, it's intent, intent to distribute. I, I don't know what the case was. He may have been actually selling the narcotics as well, right? The drugs too, right? Yeah. But Larson was using MDMA and psilocybin on a regular basis. And he was self-medicating mm-hmm. to combat the depression that he was experiencing. Right. 
Larson began mm -hmm. operating an MQ-1 Predator drone in 2013 mm -hmm. and was highly decorated for his service. Wow. So he killed a lot of people. Yeah. Evidently. Mm-hmm. Which uh, does something to your psyche. Yeah, absolutely. As a drone operator in the United States Air Force, you receive mm -hmm. missions from your superiors, and the operators called them the customer. Right? So it just gives you a little mm -hmm. insight right. on how it is that's that already, they view. That's already a weird way to... Right. Like, I mean, I get that it's a euphemism, and you mm -hmm. want to put it that way, but... That customer. Are we right. mercenaries? Are they mercenaries now? Are they for, right. for sale? Sounds I mean, like the mercenaries. That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? So there was one mission that Larson reflected on that really didn't sit right with him. Um, one day he was ordered to eliminate a target that was a suspected Al Qaeda operative. Right. But the instructions didn't stop there, fellas. He was told to keep eyes on and surveil the body all the way to burial. And to eliminate all attending the funeral. Really? Mm. He followed instructions. Yeah. Followed his orders. Now, as we all know, PTSD is very common mm -hmm. in the military. I have loved ones that served in the military that have PTSD. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but recent studies are showing that drone operators are eight times more likely to suffer from this condition. I don't know why that is. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a psychiatrist, so right. I couldn't. Well, I couldn't tell you. Right. I mean, probably just like the, there's a higher body count. Probably. So. Probably. And and not being actually in danger. That too. Yeah. Might you know because you know they're they're operating right. the drones from yeah. a, from a remote location. Right. right? Exactly. All the way in uh, Nevada. This is yeah. where this guy was. He was working Shit. in Nevada. Um, wow. Um, yeah. So Larson was using ecstasy and mushrooms to deal with the condition he was afflicted with due to his service in mm -hmm. the military. Um, now he was facing court-martial on January 17th. And he managed to escape and flee to Northern California in the middle of his trial. Right. In his vehicle. Right. Right. The Air Force put out an APB on him. And uh, gave the description, make, model of his vehicle and plate number. Mm -hmm. And they stated that he was armed and dangerous. Okay, so California mm -hmm. Highway Patrol spotted him mm -hmm. in Northern California near the Redwood Valley on the 101. Mm -hmm. Larson uh, saw that he was being followed and he turned onto a fire trail road, mm -hmm. which was actually a dead end. Right. Now, Chips yeah. knew that. California Highway Patrol knew it was a dead yeah. end. And the guy was armed and dangerous and he was only one unit. So he sat at the bottom. Mm -hmm. The officer sat at the bottom. Of the uh, of the road, the dirt road. Yeah, and it, that was at dusk. So, by the morning, Air Force Special Forces and the SWAT team were at the entrance of the fire trail road. Mm -hmm. Surveillance drones were deployed to pinpoint Larson's exact location. Right now, imagine you have PTSD and you are facing a court-martial because you were self-medicating mm -hmm. because of something they were forcing you to do. Yeah. And you're trying to escape and you get to the end of this dirt road and you're contemplating suicide. Yeah. Whether or not you want to kill yourself. Right. Right? Yeah. And 
lo and behold, what do you see in the air? Drones. Mm. The very thing that you mm. were operating. Maybe not a predator drone. Sure. Yeah. Surveillance drones. Right. But you see drones surrounding you. Right. Shortly thereafter, there was a gunshot heard in the distance. Mm -hmm. And Larson was found 300 feet from his vehicle, dead from a single shot from his rifle. Wow. Mm -hmm. Y'all, this is, this is disturbing as hell. Yeah. There was another story that I heard um, while I was listening to this one of another drone operator who's actually he's no longer in the military mm. and he was flying a predator drone and saw two men with what he thought were rifles mm -hmm. on their backs and he reported this to the customer to whoever was giving him orders right said there are two individuals walking by the riverbank I'm not sure what they have on their backs mm -hmm. And the customer told them, told him, eliminate the target. He pushed back, and he was like, "Well, wait, let's let's see let's what they're see gonna what do. They do." Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what happens. They were fishing poles. The mm. guys took out their fishing poles mm -hmm. and started to fish, and he told the customer, "They're just fishermen." Mm -hmm. The customer replied, "Eliminate the target." Ooh. Wow. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar or not with the investigations that are going down now about civilian casualties mm -hmm. in occupied territories in the Middle East specifically mm -hmm. from drone strikes. But there has been a massive cover-up by the Department of Defense when it comes to civilian casualties. From these drone strikes, now, they do say, and they would lead us to believe, mm -hmm. that these strikes are made with surgical precision. Right. And that we have accurate intel. And that we would only be killing people that deserve to be killed. That are targets. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But again, what I was saying earlier, we're calling people that are defending their homeland from occupied forces, we're calling them terrorists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the while, you're right. Dylan Roofs, you're, you're, you're fucking grocery store shooters. You're Timothy right. McVeigh's. They're troubled youth. Yeah. They have the complexion for the protection. Whoa. You said something then. Joffrey, yeah. you dropping gems right now. Yeah. They, yeah, they, I mean, Paul Mooney said it best. They have the complexion for the protection. Right. That's the only reason why these people can be described as something other than what they are. And I feel so bad for this guy, man, for Larson. Yeah, yeah. I really the do, irony man. of of working for the machine, mm -hmm. right? And killing killing people. I don't can't say innocent people. I don't know who these targets are. Yeah. And, you know, mm -hmm. you know, yada yada, but. You work, you work for the machine, you're doing their dirty work, and then here you are running from the same instruments mm. you used to kill. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I, will, I will say this, right? So, uh, historically, Eidos and people of color 
have experienced trauma because of racism. Right. But what we don't talk about is the traumatizing nature of white supremacy on white people. Mm. That all that fucks their head up, man. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If, yeah. If you're yeah, if you're a white person and you're not a white supremacist, if you're someone that's you know that doesn't believe in that at that at all. Yeah. And you know you have love for everybody. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to live your life with zero compassion and empathy for anyone. Yeah, I can't imagine that. That's got to be torture. That's got to be torture. Yeah. Now, I'm not don't 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 think that I'm I'm taking the side of a white supremacist. I'm not. I'm not. I'm absolutely not. Yeah. But there are a lot of white people out there that have fallen victim to the bullshit. I will say that. Mm-hmm. They've fallen victim to the bullshit. Um, right. It's it's man going uh, going online. If if I was a white person on online in my teenage years, it would have been easy as fuck for me to become a racist. Right, all in my face to become radicalized. The only difference, only difference is I'm a nigga, so it didn't bother. It it, it didn't it didn't get to me. Yeah, right, I don't right. think like that because I'm brown as fuck. But yeah. if I was a white guy, I'd be like, oh man, shit. Well, well, we saw that you know, like like you all seen like American History X. Yep. You know, yeah. it was like that thing. It's like they get these kids when they're young. You know, right. they get them when they're you know at a young age they're insecure about themselves or their bodies you know let's be real they may not be getting laid they may not you know they may not have luck with the opposite sex or the same sex if they're you know right and so then that's like another thing too so there's like all of these things and these white supremacists can just like move right on in and like Mm -hmm. go in and brainwash and brain fuck these kids yeah and legalize sex work i think we said that on la- on the last episode yeah, yeah. yeah. not for real though for real. so i mean it's dude it's it, like we're dealing with a real evil in this country and it's very scary and it's a crisis yeah. like i don't want to i don't want to belittle it and i don't want it to come off like i'm blowing this up to be more than more than what it is it's fucking serious people it is i think it's um it's also really easy to become a white supremacist because imagine if you are a a white person um what history do you have to be proud of all of your history is based on conquering oppression subjugating someone else's taking land taking property taking women taking resources um the only the only noble somewhat admirable thing a person could be like is you know inventors or vikings and a lot of a lot of white supremacists use viking rhetoric viking symbolism absolutely nordic symbols to kind of say okay yeah yeah we don't have any we don't have any fucking identity but this this is our dinner. We come from mm. conquerors. We come from Vikings. And can I say something about but, that? Can I say something about oh, that? Ab- right there? Absolutely. Because I, I, and I don't. I, as much as I hate to burst the bubble, I kind of love to burst the bubble. Viking was not a race of people. It was a fucking occupation. It was a job. Yeah. You. Did. It was a job. <laughs> it was a job. It was like pirate <laughs> or sailor. Yeah. Right. Fucking right. But, but. I, I have no other culture. I have no other. I have nothing to be proud of. I can't even be proud in American society because that's 
that's a symbol of racism because the, the fucking racists have fucked that up. I can't even be proud of my whiteness. Mm-hmm. So I have to turn to something as something as obscure and ridiculous. As, oh yeah, 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 I'm just in it from the Vikings. Gotta be. I got to be. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. I mean, that even goes into, you know, even some parts of the metal community. How if you get into, oh, yeah. you know, like, again, you know, not saying, you know, every metal band or every metal head or everyone that's into, like, black metal or death metal or anything like that is racist. That's not true. But it's prevalent. But it's prevalent. And we all know about, like, in Norway and, you know, like, the whole history of, uh, you know, Fard Fitness and, like, burning churches and they were, like super racist and super white supremacist and that was all tied into like they, there was a lot of viking references and all of this like mm-hmm. this i am not familiar with that and i would love for you to cover that yeah sometime. yeah I, I can get into that because i don't know about yeah that, yeah no there's a no, like there's a few documentaries about it okay. and yeah like yeah like it's a thing i can uh, i can we can we can we can, we can dive into that more on another episode for sure for but, sure yeah but this uh this captain larson man um, and who knows? You know how many people join the military for the benefits, for health care, for right. the GI Bill? Yeah, free college. Uh, right, free out, of, college. out of fear of being poor. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right, right. And, and, that's, and that's something that our government uses against us. That is why, folks, we don't have free college. That's why mm-hmm. we don't have free health care mm-hmm. is because there will be no fucking incentive yeah. to go be part of the fucking machine. That is why, nope. you know, you know, we we don't have like student loan forgiveness for mm-hmm. the most part. We're finally starting to mm-hmm. see like little little glimpses of it like here and there. Mm-hmm. But it's taken so long to even get the little that we have. You know. It took a fucking pandemic for them to be like Maybe we should put these on hold, or maybe forgive. Maybe you know, right? But if we didn't have this pandemic, you know, would that have happened? I highly fucking doubt it. No. Well, so that's all I have for this story. Um, I feel like uh, I feel kind of ashamed, man. No. Um, I feel a lot of shame for our country and our military and what it is we're doing globally. Yeah. Um, we are the beast and we're living in the belly of it. Right yeah. Now. You know, as kids, we were told that we were the good guys. Yeah. You know, that's like, we got, Oof. you know, we oh. got, we, we, we got fed propaganda through yeah. TV, movies, mm-hmm. commercials. Mm-hmm. Oh you boy, know. you grew up in the eighties, nigga. You was, okay. you had to be a patriotic motherfucker. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> straight up. You know. I was I was I was in I was in middle school. I remember learning about nationalism, and it was a quote from like some some cracker like Jefferson Davis or some shit. He said, "Um, nationalism is the face of cowardice." And um, as I'm reading the definition of nationalism, I'm like, but isn't that just patriotism? And aren't these motherfuckers like patriotic as fuck? Yeah, right. And, and and now as I'm growing and learning and becoming more aware, I'm like, oh, they're just fascists. Yeah. They just they just use this country as an excuse of like we love ourselves and nobody else. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? Did, what did Hitler say? Didn't he say something to the effect of if you control the youth? You yeah. Can, yeah. And you know, and 
it's a whole lot of fucking propaganda out there, y'all. And it's a lot of shit that we don't even see or recognize as propaganda. Mm-hmm. But our children are being groomed for military service. Oh, absolutely. Every step of the way. Every step of the way. You know, it's even just like so simple as, you know, being forced to say the Pledge of Allegiance in school. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. pretty much from like day one. Yeah. You know, and, and that's just even in public school. Yeah. I'm not even talking about, like, if you go to a Christian school. Oh, you pledge allegiance to the Christian flag, too, do you not? You do that, too. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just, like, then you have, like, you have the nationalism, but then you have the whole right, Christian patriotism thing. Like, just I mean, when you look at you look at Boy Scouts, you look mm-hmm. at ROTC. Boy Scout, I was a Boy Scout, man. Yeah. And yeah. That, our, our credo, our, what, our ah, fuck, I forgot the, it was uh, On My Honor. I will do my best to do my duty for God and my country. Exactly. Train you how to, to help, be good yeah. citizens. To help other people and to obey the law of the pack. Absolutely. To fall in line and be a good soldier. Mm-hmm. No way. That's literally, that's the that's the thing. That's the creed. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the creed, Fall man. in line yeah. being a good soldier. I will, I will blindly obey yeah. my masters. What the fuck? Yeah. 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 You know. Don't ask questions. Yeah. I mean, my dad was, um, my dad was in the, my dad was in the National Guard, but he always talked about how, you know, when he had to do uh, his basic training, and that was the thing where, like, he could have got sent to NAM, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, but thank God he didn't. Mm. But he always talked about, like, just the whole brainwashing part of it mm-hmm. and how, mm-hmm. like, he even, like, told himself, he's like, I'm not going to fall into this. I'm going to do what I have to do, but I'm not going to get brainwashed because mm-hmm. he saw it happen to like other dudes how mm-hmm. they just like yeah. came in and then at the end of it you know they were just these you know brainwashed and conditioned soldiers mm-hmm. oh and yeah so i mean, I mean I'm, it, it it hits us black people so hard dude for, yeah for black people the military is a cone factory yeah it, it is up. a brain scrubbing plant bro. yeah and they will make you believe that this country <sighs> hold on really i got some i gotta see some oh Colon power. Colon power. I actually met I actually met Colin Powell once before. I was at a leadership conference down at uh, Columbus State University, and I, I met him. And um, biggest coon I ever met in my life. He, he, tremendous coon energy. You know, I could feel my blackness being sucked away when I shook his hand. It was <laughs> it was like a weird exchange of power. Wow. It was crazy. But yeah, no, I always, I always heard my dad tell those stories, and that's the shit that kept me from joining the military. Like straight up, I'm like, oh fuck that. Yeah, but I I will, I'll say this, man. Every, um, every person that was in the military in my family gave me the advice of don't fucking join. Mm. Don't. Now that says something. Yeah. People that are retired from. The United States military, and I'm talking about several different branches here. Yeah, absolutely. Will t- told me, "Don't, don't do this do shit, it. nigga." My pops yeah. said to me, "Son, when I joined, I thought I was doing a good thing, and the more I see now, the more news I see now, the more I see the direction our world is going. Mm-hmm. I was fooled." Yeah. And I'm ashamed, right. ashamed of my military service. Yeah. 
Damn. Dude, there's a... um. This makes me think of... There's this one uh, Stevie Wonder song called Frontline where it's about this dude that goes to Nam mm-hmm. and, you know, like what happened to him. And, uh, you know, like there's a line that says, you know, brought up in church, taught no man should take another's life, then put in the jungle where life has no price. Damn. And uh, there's another mm-hmm. line that says, you know, my mind is so brainwashed, I'd probably go back and do it again. You know. Shit. Mm. Uh, but they, another... they have to condition yeah, these people, man. Exactly. You have to be yeah, conditioned have, in order to go to in and become a killing machine. Yeah. 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 Like, and it's it's wild because there's a lot of parents here in the U.S. that are conditioning their children in the same way. Absolutely. It's scary. Right. It's scary, man. To like, be an animal. I don't animal. know what to tell you about To it. be a savage. Yeah. To be the th- things that they say that black people are. Right. Oh, my God. Right. right. Now, truth be told... I know some savage ass niggas out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I know some too. Yeah. <laughs> nah, like, but nah. as a whole, you can't make that statement as a whole. Yeah. You know, just like I can't say all white people are savages. You can't say, yeah. you know, no, nobody's a monolith. But yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, damn, yeah, I'm seeing know. these mass shooters on TV, bro, and it's looking, it's looking funny. Yeah, it's <laughs> not a good look, man. It's looking skewed as fuck. It's not yeah. a good look. Well, that's all I got for this story, uh, fellas. Um, yes. Yeah, yes. mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Izzy. Yes, sir. Do you have a story you want to cover for us this week, bro? I do, man. I do, especially right. while we're talking about a military and while we're talking about grooming youths. And yeah, I, I specifically want to use that word grooming because mm-hmm. it's been a lot of heat. Uh, lately, people have been talking about, you know, the LGBT is grooming children. So, shit, y'all, y'all are grooming children into growing up to be killers and murderers and, you know, even just something you thought was noble, oh. joining the military. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want to talk about the military entertainment complex. Okay. So Come with it, Izzy. Everybody knows that the government uses video games, and not just our government, but governments worldwide now but it was primarily started with our government. But uh, the government's been using video games to recruit teens into the military. That's not new. We've all seen the old um, uh, Army Strong commercials where it's the kid who's playing video games and he turns into a man in uniform who's flying drones. You know, and, and if, you, if you haven't seen things like that, even, not, even know now mm-hmm. that the military is using VR, virtual reality, and video game media to train and gather info. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, okay, real quick, do you remember that this 80s movie called The Last Starfighter? No. Mm-mm. So, this movie was about this kid that like, lived in this town and he would always go to like the convenience store and play this like video arcade game. Mm-hmm. And basically mm-hmm. what it was is like he was so good at this game the game was basically used to recruit him uh, to like go fight these aliens in this like galaxy somewhere, and that's what oh, the movie was. It's it's a great fucking movie. It's a, you know it's a cool '80s like throwback. Like if you see it, watch it. It's you know yeah. Okay, that that reminds me, that reminds me of a plot of um of a couple of different. They probably use that as a as a parody as a spoof. But um, yeah, yeah, the, the military has been doing things like that for a long time. And the United States and British militaries 
actually use Xbox controllers to control attack drones. Oh combat. my! Yeah, God. exactly. Yeah. An Xbox controller, bro. Like you, you've been doing this your whole life. You're already good at flying drones. Mm-hmm. So, during the 1980s, U.S. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, also known as DARPA, anybody who's familiar with the beast knows DARPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, DARPA approached many video game developers with the idea of writing games that could be used to train soldiers. So this was the explicit mission statement released by DARPA, but of course this is, you know, the 1980s. Right. Video games weren't meant to train soldiers because video games weren't played by soldiers. Video games are played by children. Yeah. So the inherent interest is to raise soldiers, raise them through video game indoctrination, and it's been wildly successful in franchises like Tom Clancy, the video games and the books, Modern Warfare, and of course, Call of Duty. Yeah. Even the name, even the name there, the Call of Duty, right, is complete fucking bullshit propaganda. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of games, dude, I, I love in GTA Five the Call of Duty parody is called Righteous Slaughter because that's exactly that's essentially that's like exactly how we're trained. Is. We're trained to look at war. It's not we, we don't look at it as evil and oppressive, but we look at it as a righteous slaughter, something that has to happen. Right. And that killing is is a necessary part of it. But um, numerous, numerous, numerous games were created for the military. Some even had a commercial market, like uh, this one called Full Spectrum Warrior, and it was developed by the U.S. Army University affiliate. Oh, uh, excuse me. The Army University Affiliated Research Center and Microsoft, mm. Bill Gates. Mm. It's a military-style game set in a fictional Middle Eastern country that doubles as an Army recruitment tool. And that was created in 2004. Mm. Fast forward almost 20 years now, and games like Call of Duty are so ingrained in our culture. Six-year-olds are playing it online like professionals. And it's really hardly anybody that has not heard of Call of Duty. This is this is how ubiquitous this is. Yeah. Um. It's, it seems reasonable to me, and I'm sure to other people, that playing a war simulation has its benefits. Um. But playing war simulations constantly will, without a doubt, desensitize you. Yeah. And yeah. that's... That's not to say that killing somebody in real life is as easy as it is on Xbox, but the process of mentally becoming a soldier start when you invest yourself in these games. And besides all the, you know, heavy imagery and American symbolism, um, many of these games raise questions if the games make fertile soil for racism and xenophobia. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I... I'm not a video game dude. I don't play these types of games, but I've heard en- enough about them, and I've heard enough to know that, it's like, especially if you're playing them, like on online live with other people, the shit that gets said in those chat rooms oh, is some yeah, of the most dude. like wild as ignorant. Yeah, like, just you know, there's all kinds of like f bombs being dropped, and I'm not talking about fuck when I say f bombs. <laughs> You know, right, or just right. you know, just you'll be just like playing with like some kid and like you know 
the kid will be calling you a fucking pussy. Like just kind of just what? like just like yeah. wild shit. Yeah. Like yeah. My, my, so my son it, loves it gets... uh, my son loves um, Fortnite. Yeah. But he's not oh, allowed. Yeah, yeah. He's not allowed to play in with the chat with the headset. Absolutely. Ah. Uh... Yeah, it's it, it's it's notoriously racist. Like yeah. Yeah. me saying this to all kinds most of people like hearing this will be like, oh duh. Most of us will be like, oh duh. Of course it is. It's Xbox Live. Like it's famous for being a a racist a racist breeding ground. Yeah. And um, but even beyond that, the games themselves often use real world locations, people, historical figures, and even battles. Mm. And of course, historical accuracy is obviously something developers value but there is something there is a such thing as making it too real when it comes to war that's that's real ass shit and i think that um the racism and i I think that the nationalism inspired by these video games is intended but the racism xenophobia um were not intended but that is also a product of nationalism absolutely I mean, that is that's a direct product of nationalism. Yeah, I mean, and I can only speak for myself in this, but, you know, like playing a game where it's like, oh, it's like you're in war, like real war, like that doesn't appeal to me at all. I'm like, why <laughs> right, the fuck would I want to do that? My nigga. You know, and that I'm not saying that if it does appeal to you or if you play these games, like you're complicit or, you know, if that's what you like to do is like your way to relax whatever man like if you're not harming anybody yeah. cool but we really have to like we really have to kind of like l- look at this carefully and with some concern mm-hmm. and be like okay what are we doing with this content and what what right. kind of kids are we raising if they're just fully wrapped up in this shit right just like absolutely straight up. we got to pay attention to what we're consuming Another unintended consequence is that when these games use drawings and designs of real-world weapons, they have to pay licensing fees to gun manufacturing companies. (laughs) So thus, by buying these games, Mm -hmm. we're putting more money into the hands of the military-industrial complex. Exactly. By by buying... by buying these games, we're buying guns. Bro, I are funding wars. Yeah, I and all never. the gun manufacturers are just like, yeah. I have never. Right, yeah, put put these put this shit in these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't play the first-person shooters. Number one, yeah, because I just don't fucking like them. Right. I, I can't get down with them. I can't see myself walking around shooting motherfuckers all day. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just can't. I can't do it. Like I can't do it. I can't get into it. Now, I mean, I'm not. I'm not shitting on you if that's what you into. Yeah. If that's what you like, cool. Cool. But just know that that's a fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get so invested well, in the shit that you want to do some stupid shit. Right. That's kind of when and, it and goes back to what you know we were talking about with what just happened in Buffalo. It's like I, that's that's exactly what I was about to say. Exactly. You know. You know he was a gamer. You know he played first first person shooters constantly he uploaded his mass shooting to twitch a video game streaming service where all of these gamers are watching it applauding him and egging him on it this ain't is hard. the real life version hey. of the game that they want it ain't yeah. hard to connect the dots yeah exactly. it ain't hard. it's and, not and, hard and i know there, there's been a discussion and, and a lot of controversy surrounding first person shooters 
and whether or not they influence kids to be violent or to use guns. Now, I don't want to get into that conversation because I'm not yeah, going to sit a whole, here because that's, that's a whole other episode. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll, we'll say that for a hot take. Right. Like two, yeah, two yeah, or three right. episodes. Well, I, I will. I'm gonna say this one thing about it. I'm not saying that every person that plays a first-person shooter game is going to end up being a mass shooter, but I'm willing to fucking bet you that the vast majority of these mass shooters have played the fuck out of these first-person mm-hmm. shooter games. Yeah, probably everyone. Probably, yeah. probably 99% of them are all, are all playing um, these, these shoot-em-ups, these Absolutely. first-person shooter games. The homie, the homie told me, uh, the homie Mike, big up to, to Mike, Peace. What up, Mike? He uh, what up, Mike? He was saying that he, when he was in college, he was playing like a Halo tournament. Now, Halo yeah. is like a fictional, like space odyssey kind of first person. Yeah, well, like they just came well, out with me, like another movie and another show of it or something. I mean, I don't know. Hey, I don't pay attention. Halo, Halo uh, is created as the brainchild of Microsoft and was developed off of games like Full Spectrum Warrior. So hmm. it is a military recruitment tool but it has basically you know alien skins all well, let, you know well, let me around. further let me further solidify that point in telling you mm-hmm. that there was a tournament a major tournament that they were doing and mm-hmm. when you were given awards for doing well in this tournament there was an actual US army officer presenting Ooh. the awards to the players Ooh, Ooh, nigga what? Nigga. Nigga. How how blatant <laughs> can you be? Yeah. They obvious with it and we don't even panic. Yeah. They like, do it and they don't give a fuck what yeah. you feel about it, how you think about no, it. No, it's like they're just like out there wilding like that. Yeah. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. It's like no. Hmm. Thank you for being so a man, good little soldier. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Let, let 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 me talk to you over here about how we can use your skills. Mm-hmm. Get sixty 60,000 a year that they kill brown people in another place. Yeah. But it seems it seems like you're playing video games. Because, I mean, ask any gamer kid. Ask any gamer kid what he wants to do with his life. I want to play video games, but that's not a realistic career. So I yeah. want to develop video games. Mm. Oh, well, come on, come on over here. I have a realistic way you can play yeah. video games. Join the Air Force and you can fly drones and kill brown people. Right, yeah. You know, and like they got all those commercials still with like you know Godsmack songs, and I'm like, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> bro. And 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 let me say, every Call of Duty game is made from real life military research, mm-hmm. and even its fictional scenarios, Probably even the fictional scenarios, are from real life scenarios. Vi- they're made. They're made from military and political strategists in the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. So when so when you're playing a video game of like a nuked out city and you're in an urban warfare scenario, that's because the the, the government is has are theorizing this how to deal with this and they're training children how to de- <laughs> how to use combat in urban warfare. Every single Call of Duty game is made with research from strategists in the Pentagon, yeah. the Pentagon folks. So. Because that's the way for it to be accurate, right? Exactly. Right. It has to you be. Know. Yeah. And some some people might be saying, you know, okay, it's it's in the government's interest. If the go- even if the government's not evil, it's in the government's interest. <laughs> even if, the yeah, government, even, if. <laughs> even even, even if. if they're not even evil, if. We'll, we'll 
we'll suspend that. We'll give them the benefit of that for right now. Uh, yeah. Even if they're not evil, uh-huh. it's within their interest to keep people uh, wanting to join the military, you know, to fight for our country and to fight our enemies abroad. Mm-hmm. What's disturbing to me is the coercion of children and parents, too, who buy these games because you don't realize you're literally buying products from the Department of Defense that teaches your children to give their lives for the state. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's righteous and obvious to condemn extremist Muslim groups using children in war. It's right and obvious to condemn African warlords to, to, for using child soldiers. But if a 10-year-old is playing Call of Duty, a government-funded war propaganda game, nobody bats an eye. And these same kids join the army at 18 because you have army recruiters in the lunchroom convinced that if they make this move, you know, they, 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 they'll, they'll be set for life. And, but then they end up 24 with PTSD and a body count that they have to live forever with. And, and I bet mm. you these recruiters are asking these kids, do you like Call of Duty? duty? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Person shooters? Oh, they yeah. Absolutely. You know do. they're trying to, like, push that angle. Yeah. Here's the way and, to do it for real, bro. It is. And it you is. can serve and, your and country. We're we just, we're cranking it. We're cranking out more soldiers and, uh. and giving more lives for rich men's interests, for mm-hmm. rich men's oil, and yeah. rich men's uranium. You're using just, like, toxic masculinity as a way to you know quote unquote serve your serve your country but you're not it's you're just you know feeding into you know these these warlords this military right. complex these you know people that just yeah, are warlords. Using, yeah they're just like using money for you know dominance you know mm-hmm. again why should they go out to fight they leave that all to the poor Right, right, right. I know it's right. even it's even it's even fucked up in the hierarchy of the United States military, is that the kids that went to college, the ones that have college degrees, those are the officers. Mm-hmm. Those right. are the motherfuckers that are not on the front lines. Oh yeah, they are calling the shots mm-hmm. to all the poor kids that mm-hmm. don't have college education. AKA Operation Human Shield. Yep. Right. The NCOs right. You're literally mm-hmm. are the ones that get literally fucked. Father. Right. Yeah. So y'all, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm wrap this up. And I want to say that um, as far as the role the government plays in the development of all this, uh, it was so much research, I could have been up writing for days about it. And um, mm-hmm. But the truth is, the information is not hard to find. And this segment is more so intended to just, like, spark the thought of maybe there's more than what's being presented to me. And um, I, want to, I, I, want to pair, I want to give a quote from the rapper Bishop G on Lupe Fiasco's song Little Weapons. He says, we playful, but serious. So keep that on mind for online experience. This simulation that we're getting is very serious that we're purchasing and giving to our children and it has real world effects. It's a game, but it is very serious, y'all. So... Yeah, y'all Do listen. Research, y'all listen find a little weapon. Listen yeah. to little weapon if you haven't heard little weapon by um by Lupe Fiasco, and right. also listen to American Terrorist by Lupe Fiasco. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard that yeah. one, yeah, yeah, it puts you on some game. Yeah, put you on some game. All right, y'all. Well, that's all we have for the current event section of the Perspective Podcast this week. Stay tuned with us. We'll be right back with a hot take. Hot take. Yeah.
Zephyrs, we are back for a brand new hot take. Too hotter and hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Too hot to handle. So, we discussed a little bit how DARPA and the Department of Defense spends money and has their little experiment with video games and entertainment but did you also know mm -hmm. folks that one of the main sponsors of the NFL is the United States military I did know that actually did you mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. why do you think they have soldiers at the beginning of the games come out on the fields mm -hmm. with the flag. Mm -hmm. You'll have um, the Blue Angels. The Blue Angels. The war like, machines. Yeah, like you'll have oh, you know, yeah, like helicopters and planes flying oh, over. Yeah. Yep. Especially on big games. Flying over. Super Bowl. Hey, man. Isn't it funny how, like, everybody's bitching about the price of gas, and then we go fill up jets to, like, fly over a stadium? Oh, like, bro. What the fuck is that? It costs, yeah. like, it costs yeah. like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 just to yeah. fly one of them motherfuckers yeah. over the stadium. Yeah. But then, like, these same people will be like, man, fuck Biden. Well, these gas prices, blah, blah, blah. Right. But, right. They'll, say, but they'll say shit about how much we put into the, the defense budget. Mm -hmm. And how much they taxes are, right? Mm -hmm. They won't say shit about how the billionaires mm -hmm. get away with not paying any goddamn thing, mm -hmm. right? But they bitching about the gas anyway. So the NFL, yeah. all right. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm gonna bring back a little bit of a, a, a old story here. Um, one of the main reasons, and a lot of people don't touch on this. A lot of people don't say anything about this. One of the main reasons why Colin Kaepernick was blackballed is because him not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance was viewed as unpatriotic absolutely by yeah. one of the main sponsors of the nfl and that is the united states military mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's crazy how to me how people would get in such an uproar about things that are unpatriotic like flag burning and right. not standing for the pledge of allegiance these white people lose their goddamn minds they will <laughs> these white people as soon as you as soon as you mention the word Kaepernick people are, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> right yep yep but the ones that are complaining about this are the fucking cheerleaders and Absolutely. when I say cheerleaders I mean people that have not served in the United States military the majority of them mm. absolutely mm. I can think of one person in particular that comes to mind and that is Ted Nugent. Hmm. You know about Ted Nugent? Yeah. You know, that he's you know, he's this like super like right wing, right -wing yeah. racist gun nut hunting blah blah blah. Yep. You know, goes on and on about, you know, all the same right wing talking points and loves the military and all this point. This motherfucker, when he you know, had to go in when he got drafted. When he had to go in, he shit his pants so that he mm. would be, you know, deemed, you know, you know, mentally unfit for duty. Bro, let me tell you something. Wow. If, you, if you would draft Dodger, yeah. If you would draft Dodger, don't even open. Don't even fix your fucking face yeah. to say anything about the fucking military. Don't Not fix your Donald fucking Trump. face 
Donald Trump. Don't don't yeah. say shit to me. Yeah, I like I don't want to hear it. I don't want to say shit to me. I don't want to hear didn't, shit. Um, did it, didn't didn't George W. Bush also do the same thing? He, he um somehow he did, got out of the draft. He did some shit. Yeah, like, like yeah, like he did some shit. He was in the military, but he, uh, he yeah. I think it was a very very short lived experience for him. Right, he got some right. Kind of exemption did, or something. Right, yeah. right. Some kind of medical exemption. He just exemption sat, or sat in the truck for a year. He just sat in the sat in the convoy. He didn't do nothing. Yeah. Right, but yeah, he he basically just asked Daddy, "Hey, just yeah, watch like out. yeah, come on, Daddy, get me out of this. Now, you know, <laughs> come on, Daddy, get me out of this." And this is crazy because they <laughs> they will frame this subject in the light of soldiers are fighting for our freedom, right? Mm-hmm. So, bitch, yeah. our freedom is also freedom of speech. Yeah, our freedom is mm-hmm. also not standing for the damn national anthem. Our freedom is burning the fucking flag if we want to. Yeah. Yeah. Is he? Is he? Uh, remind me, didn't they try to make that illegal here recently? Here in, in, in Arizona, yeah, um, you actually can't burn a flag. Mm. But and uh, and and the juxtaposition that I made um, was that you can't burn a flag here in Arizona. Mm. But they were bombing, blowing up a Native American burial ground to make room for Donald Trump's border wall. Oh, well, now, wow. now Joe Biden's border wall because right. it's still being built. Okay. Right. But, um, but yeah, we, we can't burn a flag in protest, but they can blow up a native barrier ground. So, I mean... That's all about... That's freedom. all about... Uh, freedom. That's all about money laundering. Right. Embezzlement anyway. Exactly. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. just, that's just fucking so contractors can get some damn money. And plus, that's you know, all that like, shit is. And plus, also, like, you would think that, like, maybe, like, you know, blowing up a Native American, like, burial ground is going to, like... Stir up some bad shit. Some bad juju. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I hope right. so too. Hopefully at this so. point, like, yeah, hope, hopefully the collapse. Uh, well, never mind. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> that's 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 like, like, shut up. I mean, like, all I'm saying is like, it sucks to suck. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it in okay. So this is supposed to be a pastime, right? Sporting events. Yeah, it's like nothing more. You know. American than football, right? Right. That's know. a way that we could all come together. No matter mm-hmm. what your, no matter what your race is, no matter what your yeah. creed is, and watch and watch men uh, run around and get brain damage. I was just gonna right? say, yeah. Um, yeah, like beat themselves to death, beat themselves to which a looks like no, and mostly most of what men. we're seeing, black men. Yeah, sure. So right, might I add? If yeah. They, they. Let's don't get into the whole. Oh no, no, no! NFL and the, and the, right. and the cognitive no, function no, scale. No, like let's shit. get into it. I, I, I have heard people talk so, and all white people talk so much shit about Colin Kaepernick. Talk so much shit about LeBron James for being mm. vocal about anything. And um, those niggers you know, should just the, shut up and play ball. Yep. Ex- exactly. Shut up, Laura nigger, Ingram. What she? Yeah. Laura Ingram. What she mm-hmm. says? Shut up and shut up and dribble. Shut up and dribble. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and it, and it's, and it's under the guise of oh, you're paid millions of dollars, you know, to to play ball. You shouldn't be talking about politics, bitch. We're talking about life. We're talking right. about our life. We're talking right. about our survival. Right. Y'all out there on the streets talking about Jews won't replace us. We are in the streets talking about, please don't fucking shoot us. Yeah. and You know and, what I'm saying? Yeah. And then also, too, that's bullshit because, as we all know, if, you know, Kaepernick or LeBron, if they were saying some shit that these people agreed with, oh, they'd be all, like, yeah, keep keep talking, brother. Right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, they yeah. would have no problem with them being political then. Right. Because it's their politics. Right. 
Yeah, like like that boy Aaron Rodgers, how he he got all political about the vaccine and shit, yeah. and they were sucking his dick, you know, nigga. daily. Nigga, <laughs> Herschel Walker, Herschel, Herschel Walker, oh, boy, retired boy, football boy, boy. player. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. now running for office, mm-hmm. talking yeah. about fucking black on black crime. Yeah, like, fuck right. you, Herschel Walker. Yeah, he's one of them good niggers. I'll tell you what. Exactly. Right. Could have been a hall of shame, and that's what they say. Yeah, he's, he's that's exactly what they say. One of he's a, he's an upstanding patriot. A patriot. He fucking coon. Yeah, that's what, he, that's what they mean. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, let's get back to the back to the propaganda. Um, it's really it's really sickening the links that our government will go to for patriotism to perpetuate this myth of patriotism. To and that's what encourage. You, but that's what you have to do when the American dream is so obviously a fucking lie that like farce. that no, no one can like even like live up to. Right. Only a small percentage. Yeah. Of people. And, and it's out of reach now. Yeah. Way the fuck out of, out of reach. Way the fuck out of reach. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean. That's what. That's. My bad. Go ahead. I no. Need so. So you know, it's just like when it's so obvious that the whole you know idea of the you know. Mm-hmm. You know, owning a home, like like white picket fence, like you know all this, all this bullshit that we've been told. You know how it's not attainable mm-hmm. for a large part of us. Mm-hmm. Then of course you, the government has to go to these measures to try to you know build up oh, false man. morale mm-hmm. and build up this thing mm-hmm. to like b- believe in something that's fucking bullshit. Right. So you just you just reminded me of something I recently saw. Is that um, in the between the forties and the sixties, um, America was giving out um, home loans yeah. to Americans like rapidly, like yeah. easily. Homestead home exemption were, is that what that was called? The homestead. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And banks were denying black people oh, yeah. loans. Brother. Mm-hmm. Now those same houses are worth three, four, yep. five times what they were back then. That is the number one key indicator of wealth in the United States, States is home Nigga. and property ownership. Number exactly. one. That's number a, two. That's a whole generation of people robbed Brother. of wealth. There, of generational there things, wealth. There are things that are still in action called grandfather clauses. Yes. state. Yes. In the mortgage, in the agreement for the home, mm-hmm. that you cannot sell your house to anyone but an upstanding white citizen. Mm-hmm. Mm. There are, re- dude, if, I, I'm gonna give you a recommendation. There's a book called The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein. The Color of Law, the Richard. Color of Law, yep. I'm, I'm writing it down. Richard mm-hmm. Ro- Rothstein? Yep. Mm-hmm. Rothstein, okay. Let me make sure I got that yeah. right. Richard. And we, yeah, and we do come up with book recommendations here on the Deaf Perspective podcast. Might be Rothstein. Yeah, yeah, we read. Yeah, we read. Nah. Yeah, Richard, Richard, <laughs> Roth, nah, Richard nah, Rothstein. Nah, Rothstein. like these niggas read up in here. The color of law. Um, yeah. But yeah, he 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 discusses. Matter of fact, he he talks about uh, here in Oakland. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, anyway, I'm gonna check that out. So, but um, back back, back oh, to the I'm point. Sorry. You had you had something else you were gonna you were gonna touch on before you. Yeah, the um, the nationalism that is here that is described and disguised as patriotism, being patriotic and just love for the country, it's nationalism and it's a way to, 
it's, it's it is it is the gateway drug of fascism. You know, so it is the opening. And so many people, like 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 Jaffa said, the the lies of America are obvious, but we don't want to see them because we want to believe that we're the good guys. Yeah. That's that nationalism. It's hard to tell a conservative that yeah, this country was built on white supremacy and it's still glaringly white supremacist. It's hard to get that to him. It's hard to tell a black Democrat, you know, somebody over the age of 40 that, yo, this voting shit really ain't for the birds. It's not even a direct democracy. It's an indirect democracy. You need to get rid of electoral college and yep. you need to stop, start shit locking some heads up. Yeah, you, can't, you can't talk to any, yeah. none of that. Not, you can, but it's because we believe and we've bought that nationalism that this country really isn't bad and if it is somewhat bad, it's not that bad. No, bro, this shit is a monster. It is a it's beast. Fucking it's American obvious. exceptionalism is bullshit. Mm -hmm. The American dream is bullshit. Yeah, bro. So, shut up and dribble, right? Mm -hmm. Don't bring your politics yeah. into my sporting event. Can I not say the same fucking thing about the U.S. military in the beginning of the fucking games? Exactly. Flying their goddamn war machines. Yeah, because they're right. saying, fucking you know, politics yeah. out of my goddamn football, bro. Exactly. Yeah. I, 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 went to, I went to the monster truck show with the, with the family recently. Was not standing for the pledge. No. My kids not standing. They don't even know the pledge. My son's 11. He don't even know the Pledge of Allegiance. Nigga, fuck that. Keep that shit. I came here to see some cars get smashed. Yeah. Keep that cracker ass bullshit away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that cracker ass bullshit away from me while keep, I watch keep. this other cracker ass bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Gas is high as a bitch, but I want to watch monster trucks right now. Yeah. Yeah, nigga. Everybody around talking about let's go, Brandon. Fuck Joe Biden. Gas price too high, and we're yeah. all the monster I mean, I'm, truck. I'm, I'm on board with, with that. that too. I'm on board with the fuck Joe Biden. Well, like that's what I'm <laughs> saying too. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, these people be saying like this, you know, all these like like let's go Brandon like you know, stickers and all <laughs> saying all this. I'm like, man, like, <laughs> so man, just why are you afraid to say fuck Joe Biden? Like, say right. it with your chest. Yeah, you right. know, I'm I know I'm plenty of other I people say, that are right wing, they're like right left wing. They have no problem saying fuck Joe Biden. Like, uh, yeah. what's wrong with y'all? <laughs> I was saying fuck Joe Biden. Yeah. Back before the motherfucker was elected, I was saying fuck Joe Biden. Right. Fuck For both. Real, fuck dude. both the candidates. But this one yeah. is a little less than this other one. Is a yeah. little less the, the, the lesser of two evils. Mm -hmm. Right. Which I mean, I'm not so sure now. But yeah, just like that shit. Just like the Let's Go Brandon shit is so like. Seventh grade, like junior high youth group bullshit. Like, right. know what we just said, but we didn't say. Right. <laughs> like, right. This false sense of patriotism is all fucking propaganda, man. It's time to pull the fucking curtain back, people. Mm -hmm. Pull the fucking curtain mm -hmm. back, and you'll see that this shit ain't magic. The the it's not really a wizard in Oz. I hate to tell you, mm -hmm. it's not. It's just a human. It's a person. Yeah. You know. Creating this fucking theater. Yeah. That is all we have for our hot take. I know we covered a lot in this one. But yeah. let us know what y'all think about flag burning. Let us know what y'all think about war machines flying overhead and people cheering. Mm -hmm. War machines. That's all we got for the hot take. Hot take. Too hot. Too hot. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for our world class. Let me in on that.
have a brand new installment of our <laughs> World Class Media Review. Is you feeling left out still? <laughs> I love fine. you, bro. I love you, bro. I'm coping. I mean, you knew I'm it was coping. coming. Yeah. You knew it was coming. <laughs> I didn't know. I smoked weed, y'all. You got to give me a 40-second delay. I don't well, know. you know. That perspective is for the children. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say that shit on the air. Okay. Izzy. Yes, sir. My guy, I know it's been two weeks, and you've had a lot of time to research. You had a lot of time to research, so I know for a fact that you have an Izzy's obscure selection for us this week. Mm-hmm. Do you, sir? What you got? Do you, sir? I do, man. Of course, I you do. do. Of course, you do. This one mm-hmm. might be the most obscure recommendation yet. Okay. Oh, Somewhere. So this this one this one may not this one ain't for everybody. Everybody's not going to dig this one. Okay. This one might be the cancellation of uh <laughs> of iOS. Oh no. Oh shit. What what you got? Mo- Marina Herlop. Marina Herlop, a singer songwriter okay uh a pianist piano player um she's from barcelona spain and she is phenomenal okay her voice is absolutely ridiculous angelic Mm. like eerily so eerily so and um her music is it's just it's just as eerie and it's just as obscure as i mean her 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 whole image is, is is just that obscure. So briefly describe the, the the music for me. I mean, or is it? Can you? Is it? Are you unable to so, categorize this thing or what? So, the album that I'm looking forward to has not been released yet. The okay. album is called Pre Pre Piat P R I Yes P Y A T Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna oh, you, uh, it's gonna drop May twentieth. Okay. Oh, you oh you've already heard about it. No, yeah, uh, I'm uh, looking at it now on my uh, Apple Music. And okay. I'm, a, I'm assuming Shaolin Mantis is on this on this album. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Shaolin Mantis. A bands, A bands. Me, yeah, mm-hmm. And Miu, M I U is the first track I heard from her, and as soon as I heard, it, I was like, oh, this shit is untouchable. Damn, like nobody's fucking with this. This is like on the, on the if, album covers. This. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Was, it. Nah, it's pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a horse embryo you, or what? That's a horse embryo. Uh, right yeah, yeah, it's a it's horse got a embryo that kind of looks like a snail. Don't 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 watch the video of you eating something or if you got a weak stomach. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep that she, she, I think she actually like births births a horse. Oh, uh, shit. for the video, oh, like she helps shit. the horse people. So it's it's it's, it's wild, but it's beautiful. Mm. Uh, if you like, um, if you like Bjork or oh, Arca, okay, um, That's some, something with. something um very ethereal in that range, man. You're gonna you're gonna love this chick, man. Um, okay, okay. Me, yeah, Miu is uh is out as a single. Miu, <clears throat> excuse me, Shaolin Mantis. And so you can hear three tracks off of the album that's coming out now. 
Okay. And she also has a um she has a previous album and a couple singles and EPs. The album I've been listening to is called Nanook, N A N O O K. Yep. Twenty sixteen album. And yep. man, it is it's mostly piano. It's not a lot of percussion. It's not a lot of other instrumentation. Mm-hmm. It's mostly piano, um, a little bit of electronic influence, but her vo- her vocals and how she stacks her harmonies are just fucking phenomenal, dude. So okay. um, my my favorite track on 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 that album is Hex H E K S Hex off of the new. Uh, the Nanook album. Listen to that. So, listen to that song first before you listen to the album and make a judgment. Just listen to that song. If you get through and like, okay, I, I'm kind of feeling this. All right. Then um, then listen to that. But first, I would say listen to Miu M I U. That that's the best single. That's the best tracks I've heard so far. And that was the one that really caught my attention. Like, who the fuck is this girl? You know. Okay. 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 I'm gonna check this out. All right, we're gonna see what it do. All right, we got our homework mm-hmm. cut mm-hmm. out for us. Mm-hmm. So, Jaffa, yo, I know, sir, you spend quite a bit of your day mm-hmm. digging through records. Yes, exploring new music, pricing records, pricing buying records, them, buying looking them, them, spinning them, cleaning them, cleaning them, <laughs> running it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have something you've dug out of the crates for us this week? Uh, and yeah. also, were the, did moths come out, out of the cover, or is this something no, that's no, no. crisp, clean, and pristine and brand new? Uh, no, now, what I'm going to talk about is something that's a little older. Okay. Um, I actually have something I'm probably going to do next week that's new. Okay. Um, but what I'm going to talk about this week i, like, I could have gone like a couple different directions um i did get that new i finally got the new spiritualized mm-hmm. and it's brilliant it's okay. so good okay it reminds me a lot of uh their classic record ladies and gentlemen we're floating in space amazing uh, but what i want to talk about today is this artist named lonnie liston smith lonnie liston smith i don't know if you've heard of lonnie liston smith uh, Lonnie Liston Smith was a uh, jazz pianist, jazz keyboardist in late yeah. 60s, early 70s. Okay. Like, uh, he worked with uh, uh, Farrell Sanders, uh, was on like, mm-hmm. a lot of his, like, you know, classic, important records like Karma. Um, and, uh, you know, he was, uh, like, he also did some stuff with Miles Davis. Um, yeah. But uh, he also, uh, in the 70s, was primarily known for, um, he did this series of just, like, these spiritual, funky jazz records. Oh, yeah. Not it. Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, just, like, he had, a, like, an album called uh, Cosmic Funk. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, an album called Cosmic Funk. Like, come on, like, gotta be right. Good. Yeah, like, how is that not gonna be dope? Be you know. <laughs> but uh, um, but mainly, um, if like a good place to start with Lonnie Listen Smith is this album called Expansions. Okay. Uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, and that came out in, like 1974, mm-hmm. and uh, the title track is just fucking dope. It's one of those things where like. My dad had this record, and I always like saw it when I was like, you know, looking through my dad's records as a kid. Um, yeah. But years later, you know, I was working at this one 
coffee chain that shall remain nameless. Nameless. And uh, nameless uh, coffee. Yeah, I haven't had coffee from nameless coffee. Yeah, you probably have. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, and like they would have these, you know, mixes of like so- you know songs they'd play over. And so I heard this like super loungy, like trippy, like f- like funk song, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I go in the back to look, and I'm like. Lonnie Liston Smith expansions. I'm like, wait a minute, my dad has this record. Right, so, right. So, you know, like a couple months later, you know, I go back home for, you know, Christmas or summer or whatnot, and I pull out that record and put it on. And it was, I mean, that record just blew my mind. And it got me, you know, wanting to get into like all his other stuff. And a lot of it just, yeah. like, again, has this, like, you know, this deep, super loungy, but super chill, like, spiritual like mind expanding vibe mm-hmm. um you know and it's definitely like the type of shit that had a lot of influence on um you know dance music of like the 80s and 90s you know and all the subgenres of that you know it was definitely one of those things you could just like tr- drop that song in the club and it would just right like fill it um he also uh, did this live album in the 70s, rather than like 77, uh, just called like Lonnie Listen Smith Live. And I'm not a big um, live album guy. I mean, I have a, a mm. couple that I like. There's something that kind of gets lost in the sound. Isn't it? I really think like, you, you know, like you got to be there. If you're not right. there, uh, I mean, yeah, cool, like whatever. But, um, you know, I would much, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm definitely like an album guy. But yeah. that being said, that Lonnie Liston Smith live record is one of the few live albums that I like truly enjoy. Hell yeah. um, I never, I never listened to that one. I'm gonna go check it out today because I, I love Lonnie Liston. Smith. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, like sorry. I know, yeah. no, I'm late to the party. Know. Okay, so and, I, yeah, I, I, so then, like, what's funny? So, like, this live album actually this year finally just got put on uh, streaming. So, so you can stream it on Spotify and Apple Music, mm. but but for the longest time it was like only available on vinyl. And like mm. you like you know, like you had to find like, an, like, right. you, like you had to find an OG copy to get it. Yeah, and right. um, and it's funny because like his band, with the exception of one dude that I knew played with Gil Scott Heron, mm. I didn't recognize any of the other guys. And and you know me, I'm one of those guys. Like I look at album covers. I can tell you yeah. who played what on what. Like mm-hmm. I know, like I know my session cats, right? Mm-hmm. I don't recognize mm-hmm. any of these dudes, right? But these niggas would be killing it, mm-hmm. and it was just like, <laughs> and it's like the type of thing where like the album versions of these songs, you know, like again, like just super, like just spiritual and dreamy, and like searching. Mm-hmm. But the live version, just like ah, just like fucking mm-hmm. going for it, okay. and it's like. And the crowd noise is mixed very high. It's like you even got yeah. it's like like there's this one person that's just like whistling hell loud. It's like ah, everyone's just like going off. It just sounds like you know this like epic gig that happened. Actually, remind like that live album reminds me a lot of uh, Donny Hathaway's live album. Okay, okay. Um, which oh, you know, like yeah. as you know, is like probably the best live album ever made, or like one of them for <laughs> sure. Because, you know, you, like, you feel the crowd, you can, like, hear the crowd yell, like, you'll hear the little, like, all right, here we go, no, you know, yeah. all those elements that make you feel like 
you're part of the whole thing. You're thinking like, man, if I could jump in a time machine, I would come back and go to this gig. Yeah. And that's what that uh, Lonnie Listen Smith live record is. That's what's up. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, like all of this shit Lonnie is Liston. Lonnie Listen Smith. Mm-hmm. I'd say all this shit is dope, but obviously like the records I mentioned, Cosmic Funk, Expansions, uh, there's other ones called Astral Traveling. Again, Awesome, dude. Yes. My my first one, my um, my granddad had that visions of a new world. That was his shit. I was just and about dreams, to bring that up. I was just about yeah, to mention and, that. And one. dreams of tomorrow, and bro, like I don't, I'm not a producer, but I, I'm always like, oh man, somebody need to sample this. I would sample this if I could, if I could make music. Visions of a new world has so many dope samples, bro. Like, yeah, you can you can take so much from this. <laughs> make it's a whole amazing. album. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, could. Bro. That's dope. So. Yeah, I mean, just like all the keyboard and synth sounds, you know, it's all that yeah. that, that like classic prime seventies, like Fender Rhodes, Clavinet, you know, Arp and Moog synths. It's like the shit that just sounds so warm and buttery. It's just yeah, that's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. So yeah, man. I mean, like it, it's definitely if you love like seventies Herbie Hancock, George Duke, yeah, Herbie Hancock. like right. all that, dude. Get on some line and listen to Smith, for real. We're going to check it out. We're going to check it out. I'm adding both of these to the queue. We're going to see what's up. This yeah, yeah. Sunday listening. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Like, like line listens, good chill on Sunday music. For That's real. I have, what guys, you got? a music review, an album review mm-hmm. for you. What? I do. I do. I do. I think that you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised with this one. Have you ever heard of a rapper named Topaz Jones? No. Mm-mm. Topaz Jones, 28 year old rapper. All right. Born in New York City. His father was a funk musician mm-hmm. and an activist. Oh, all right. He was influenced by Jimi Hendrix and ACDC. Just, just, just a couple. Oh, all influences. right. He has got an album out that I listen to front to back, and it is the fucking business is called don't go telling your mama <laughs> okay. the album cover is hella dope it's like a spiral staircase a shot from the bottom and it's just beautiful black people all the way up to oh the top, okay right yeah it's nice it's great. i love shit like that yeah, this yeah album is so full of bangers y'all mm-hmm. it's very it's very funk it's very soulful mm-hmm. and the dude got bars okay and you know when your boy Joey say somebody got, got bars, bars and he's got, got bars, right. bars okay? They got bars. Now, Tope, this album was from 2021. Now, I thought that was very fitting, actually, now that I think of it, to, to uh, hit you with this album because Jaffa brought us back in time mm-hmm. with his selection. And it, Izzy, with your iOS, you're talking about an album that is coming out in the future yeah so this future. one yeah yeah this one this one is also current but i man i gotta tell you this dude is really really fucking nice and the production is amazing okay he made mention on one of his tracks i forget which one he made mention of rock nation sending him a contract trying to sign him mm-hmm. and he said that he rolled a blunt with the contract smoked it up Smoking. My nigga. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, he uh, he created his first mixtape at eight years old, so he's always had music 
in his veins. Um, he was part of a boy band, actually, when he was younger. Oh, he was all right. Writing, he was writing R&B tracks in elementary school. Oh, what? So it's definitely worth mm. a listen, dude. Okay. Is hella nice with it. Yeah, um, he's, he's put his 10,000 hours in it. Yeah, yeah no. Give, give that shit like a spin. It. Give that shit a spin. Topaz Jones, don't go telling your mama. All right. Okay. It's it's easy listening. Nothing too hard, and it's very positive. Okay. Rap, too, right? There's one yeah, track on yeah. there called uh, called Hair and Bone, and he was talking okay. about giving, giving an inheritance. Like an inheritance of knowledge down right. to, his, to his seeds. Oh, that's yeah. what's up. Pass it down like a herringbone. It's dope. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah, it's no, stuff. like that's what's up. That yeah. sounds dope. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Izzy? Yes, sir. Jaffa? Yo. I love you guys, man. I love you, my brother. And I don't just say, we don't just say that shit at the end of the podcast just to be saying that shit. We, we want, say it because we mean it. We mean it. We really want y'all to know that, like, you should be telling people in your life that you love them, man. Give mm-hmm. them their flowers while right. they can smell them, man. Mm-hmm. And really check right. on your peoples and make sure that they good, dude. Because and men, yes, men. never feel no kind of way, no, never man. feel weird, nothing. Tell your people you love them, yeah, dude. Yeah, you remember when the thing was you would say something like that and you'd be like, no homo, right? <laughs> that I'm homophobic love, ass shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, no I'm, homo. I'm like, no man, homo. I'm at this what point right now where like I'll just like tell people, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like give them hugs, full yeah. embrace hugs and mm-hmm. shit. Ah, uh, but let's 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 call them out though. Some some dudes, but you know, you gotta say, "I love you, man. I love you, bro. Yeah. I love you, bro." Yeah. And to kind of mask it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Just, just, say just I to love make open, just to make sure I'm masking. Yeah, open your heart to that. Yeah, yeah. Take out the man or the bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to do that shit right. in college. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Gonna lie. yeah. Matter of fact, bro. you pro- you could probably listen to some old episodes. You probably probably say, "I love you guys." <laughs> you, you know, but, you know, we're all you, trying you to can, be you like you know, Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, man. But that's that's a good thing. Be be quick to love. Yeah. I love you. Love you too. We gon' we gon' fuck with y'all next week. Next week on the Death no Perspective. Homo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or 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 homo or homo as fuck. Who cares? I mean, I don't, I don't care. I'm mad. Son. I'm out of here. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, y'all. I'm gonna holler at y'all next week. Alright. Yeah. Peace, brothers. Yeah. Oh, well, we're gonna take a break. Alright, yeah. I'm gonna get you some yeah. water. I'm gonna pee. Okay. Uh, yeah, then we'll be right back. B-R-B. We gotta pull the cat out of the couch. <laughs> <laughs>